Andrew Womack Ministries presents part four in Grace, the Power of the Gospel, a six-part series. This teaching by Andrew is titled, Dead to Sin, Alive to God. We pray that the Word of God will come alive in your heart as you listen. Today is the beginning of my fourth teaching through the book of Romans. And I tell you, this has been powerful. These verses have totally changed my life. The truth revealed here by the Apostle Paul talking about the gospel has just totally transformed me. And I tell you, as I've taught through this, it has blessed me all over again. So we're now down to Romans chapter 5 and in verse 20. It says, Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. And if you've been with me through this whole series, I've made this point many times because Paul made it many times. In the book of Romans. But it's showing you that God deals with you totally based on what Jesus did for you. And all you've got to do is receive it by grace. And that leads to, well, then why the law? Well, the law was given because people were just allowing sin to run amok. It was destroying the human race. It was destroying individual lives. So God gave the law, just like this says, that, the, that sin might abound. God did not give the law to set you free from sin. But to actually let sin dominate you. That's what it says over in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 56. That the strength of sin is the law. And the law was given to make sin abound. But it says here that where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Grace has always been the way that people had relationship with God. Even David knew this. After his sin was Bathsheba, where he committed adultery, and then murdered Bathsheba's husband, 
omwami w'omukyalo oyo to cover up his adultery okubanga abikirira obwenzibwe the prophet came and revealed his sin to him nabiyajja namugambe kibiche yali akoze and he wrote psalms chapter 51 in repentance mwecho moyawandikira zabuli atano mwemu ngageza ko kwenenya over his sin and he said there he says god eliye kibiche nagama antikatonda I would give sacrifice and offering if that's what you desired, but that's not what you want. What you want is a broken and a contrite heart. God is so holy. He is so awesome. He is so mighty that nobody, nobody, nobody in the Bible, not you, not me, Ate wabu yinza nyo, nti mubaibulimu na, telimu ntunomu, owa gwe, owa nange. Nobody can ever have a relationship with God based on your goodness. Telimu ntuye na, ayinza kujamu nkola ganane katonda, okuyita mubulunji weye. And the good news is, garinti, that God is willing to have relationship with us based totally upon grace. Nti katonda mwete gafo kubane nkola ganana fe, nga yes gamizi wakuchisa. Just because he's a good, merciful God, but before he can do that, he's got to have you quit promoting yourself. And trusting in your own self. So the law was given to make sin abound, to make sin come alive. To, let, to strengthen sin and let sin have dominion over you. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Verse 21, that as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life. Barumi tano abiri mulumwa airange chibi wechafugira mukufa airane chisacha katonda wechitio wechifugira mubutu kilivu nechituwe sobra mubuta guawo. By Jesus Christ our Lord. Muyesu Christu mukamafe. Here's another comparison that before you get born again, sin katikunokwe kugeregeda nyokulara ntingatona loko ka chibi reigned. That means it ruled, it dominated chafuga chitegeza antichechari chukurunga mia unto death. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. The result of sin is death. And so before Jesus came, sin reigned. It ruled. It controlled, it dominated, and produced <coughs> death in every single one of us. But it says, now, even so, might grace reign, control, dominate, rule unto eternal life. But it's through righteousness. 
This word righteousness is a religious word that sometimes people lose sight of what it means. Echigambo chino obutukirivu, echigambo abantu basinga bachukoseza bulala nebasubwa necho amakuru agachirimu. But a simple way of saying it is it's just through right standing with God. Nayatenga yengiri nyangu joyinzo kugamba munti no yen if you understand that you are now right with God, that God is pleased with you, not through what you've done, but through what Jesus did for you, and all you've got to do is by faith, reach out and take it as a gift. Through grace, God has given us everything, but now it's through you understanding what he's done that you are right and that you have privileges now. And if you do that, then it will release this life that he's given unto you. So grace now reigns through righteousness through understanding your right standing with God unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. And so the next verse, Romans chapter 6, verse 1. This is powerful. Romans chapter 6 is an answer to, I know, a lot of questions that you've had as you've been going through this series with me. If you've understood the first five chapters of the book of Romans where he says it's the good news that God loves you in spite of your failures in spite of your bad performance it's not based on your performance it's by grace and we showed that Abraham was justified in the sight of God and declared righteous before he had done the righteous act of circumcision he was just justified because of faith we use David as an example and on and on if you understand this then a logical question should be can I just live in sin? If you're saying that God doesn't hold my sins, he's not imputing sins unto me. Can I just go live in sin as a Christian? 
Absolutely not, but that is a logical question. And that's exactly what Paul deals with right here. In verse 1 it says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? And his answer in verse 2 is, God forbid. This is an absolute, unqualified, negative. No, absolutely not. That's not what he's saying. But let me point this out. When you preach the same gospel that Paul preached, People are going to think, are you saying that sin, I can just live in sin? And then everything's okay. No, that's not what we're saying, but that does need to be explained, and that's what Paul deals with. Here in Romans chapter 6. So he gives two reasons. Here in Romans chapter 6, I'll summarize this and then we'll go back and look at it in detail. But the first reason that he gives, in verse 2 he says, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein. He shows that when you get born again, you are created new on the inside. And you are dead to sin. That does not mean that you can't sin. But it means that you are separated from sin. You no longer have this sin nature controlling you and dominating you. As he said in just the previous verses, that sin reigned unto death. Sin was in control. Sin was like a dictator. But when you get born again, you are separated from that old nature, that old man. It's dead. You are dead to sin. And now you should live under righteousness. So the first reason he gives why you don't live in sin is because it's not your nature to sin anymore. That needs some explanation. We'll come back to that. And then the second reason that he gives here in Romans chapter 6 is 
verse 16. Know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom ye obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. So the second reason he gives is that you don't want to live in sin because it gives Satan an inroad. You, it's like throwing the door open and inviting the devil in. You don't lose your salvation. But you just give Satan a free shot at you. And the Bible says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief, talking about the devil, comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. If you go out and live in sin, you are giving Satan a free shot at you, and I guarantee you he's going to try and steal. Kill and to destroy you. So you don't want that. God will still love you. He is dealing with you by grace. But there are consequences to your actions. So in Romans chapter 6, he gives two reasons. One, you have a new nature and you are now dead to sin. And the second reason, you do not want to give Satan an opportunity against you. And you, you do give Satan legal right to come into your life. When you go out and willfully live in sin. Boy, those are strong statements right there. But if you understand this properly, this will give the answer to, are you saying that we can just go live in sin? Absolutely not. I'm saying that God will still love you if you live in sin. It doesn't affect God's attitude towards you. But sin will affect your attitude towards God. Sin will give Satan an inroad into your life. Sin will take you further than you want to go. 
keep you longer than you want to stay. And cost you more than you want to pay. You do not want to live in sin. But as a Christian, if you are truly born again, God is not imputing your sin unto you. And God will love you even when you are a sinner. And if somebody says, oh man, this is awesome. News, you just gave me the right to go live in sin. You gave me a license to live in sin. Well, let me say that you were sinning pretty good without a license. What I'm saying doesn't set people free to sin. It sets you free from sin. Once you understand the great love and the price that Jesus paid, to make you right in the sight of God, Man, love will captivate you and cause you to live a holier life. Then condemnation ever caused you to live. You know, I'm glad that God has given me this revelation and He's called me to preach on the grace of God for many reasons. Number one, just because it's blessed me so much and it's set me free. And I have a great relationship with God. Even though I'm not the perfect person. So I appreciate it for this, but I'm also glad. Because when I when you go to talking about the grace of God, you're gonna have people condemn you and criticize you. But when people criticize you, one of the things that they will say often is that, well, you just preach this greasy grace so that you can go live in sin. And you know what? I'm glad that God gave me the opportunity to preach grace. Because you can't say that about me. I'm going to be just about 69 years old. I've never used a word of profanity in my life. I've never taken a drink of liquor. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never tasted coffee. 
Oraba no no kawa nze simu nyuanga ko. Man, and I know some of you are thinking, coffee? Manyide deraka tebasika paka mbogamba chiku kawa. What are you saying about, there's nothing wrong with coffee, no. Chika tijichu yugira nawe andu kukawa, tuwalibu zibubuli kukawa. Oh, you got a scripture that says you can drink any deadly thing and it shall not harm you, so. Aha, munangu, inanecha wandiki wechu, chukuletero kunyua kakawa kontinu, muli nyua evi intubio na evi obutua, ilate vidi bakosa. I'm just saying, I've lived a separated holy life. Chengeza kukula gawano, ntinze ntambuli demuvulamu obo kwa uliwa atedo obo kilivu. And you can't accuse me of preaching on grace. Mwujo tusubula kufaya atendo utandika kukulu kote uruokubuli da kuchisa. So that I can go out and live in sin. Mbukatinze chechinka, chechinsindi kilizo gendo kutambuli da mchibi. That's not true. Echo sichi tufu. If you are truly born again. Mbubanga mazimadaroli mtu ya lokoka. You aren't looking for an excuse to sin. You are wanting to be free from sin. And this will set you free from that sin. Anybody who would take these statements of Paul and that I'm repeating here and teaching and say, man, I can go live in sin. Because of the grace of God, you aren't born again. You don't have a new nature. You still got an old nature and you're just using this as a justification to let your sinful nature dominate you. But if you're truly born of God, it says in Romans chapter 6, verse 2. Shall we live in sin? That's verse 1. That shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? When you got born again, you had a nature on the inside of you before you got saved that was dead to God. You know the word dead to us means something different than what it means to God. When you talk about being dead, here, a person, that basically means that you've ceased to exist. You aren't anymore. But in the Bible, that's never what death meant. The Lord told Adam that in the day you eat, of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. He didn't physically die until 930 years later. But he died that day spiritually. He was separated from God. That's what the word death means from God. It's separation. 
When a person physically dies, they don't cease to exist. They still exist. The Bible teaches that our spirit and our soul go to God. It says in James chapter 2 verse 26. Says the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So your spirit leaving your body is what causes death. And it's separation. Your spirit doesn't cease to exist. It just either goes into the presence of God. Or it goes into hell, but you still continue to exist. Death is not ceasing to exist. It's separation. And when you were born dead in trespasses, and sins. I've already used that verse a number of times out of Ephesians. And other places. It doesn't mean that your spirit is dead in the sense that it's non-functional. It still is alive. It functions, but it's functioning independent. Separated from God. And when it says here that you are now dead to sin, that doesn't mean that you can't sin, but it means that you are no longer alive. To sin, you are no longer controlled by sin. You have been separated from that sin nature. From the corruption that you inherited through Adam. And you are now dead, separated. To that old sin nature. You aren't schizophrenic. You aren't part God and part devil. And this is what the average Christian believes, that there's a part of you that is by nature. A sinner, if you believe that, and I mean, if you are really established that you are just an old sinner, saved by grace. No, I was an old sinner, but I got saved by grace. And now I am the righteousness of God. That is my nature. I am now created righteous. And truly holy, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 24. 
First John chapter 4 verse 17 As Jesus is that's the way that I am In this world not just in the world to come But in this world 1 John 4:17 See, if you don't understand that, and if your identity isn't in Jesus, if you think that, well, I'm, I've got part of me that's saved, but I've also got this old sin nature, and I am by nature a child of the devil. Well, then when the devil comes at you with temptation, you'll only resist to a certain point. To a certain degree. And after a while, you'll just give in thinking, well, that's who I am. You know, if you were an alcoholic before, uh, let me say, so I know I'll get criticism over this. But hopefully some of you will be open enough to hear what I'm saying and catch it even though you may disagree on something. But this is why I'm against the 12 step programs. Like Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, Narcotics Anonymous. I've been to Alcoholic Anonymous meetings with people that I was helping bring out of alcoholism. And the thing I dislike is they start by saying, you know, if it was me, I'd get up and say, hello, my name's Andrew. I've been an alcoholic for 10 years. I've been sober for five years. But you identify still as an alcoholic. They will say you are just one drink away from being an alcoholic again. In other words, it's not transformation. You aren't changed. You're just controlling. It's behavior modification. And you at your core are still an alcoholic. You see yourself as an alcoholic. 
Ochari muntu atamulia mutamiro Kubangiru ochera bango mutamivu You have the condemnation of an alcoholic Ochera bano kusali luomu sango Eri etamiro You're just now a sober alcoholic Kati gweche wera bamu wera binti Oli mutamivu atachanywa But see that's not what this is saying Nete kankwe chino siche chigamba wano This is saying you were an alcoholic But chino chigamba Nti wali mutamivu kusoka Now you are a new creature in Christ Na ye kati wafuka chitonde Chijamu Christu. In Corinthians 5.17 Bakulinso echoku bilitano kumina msambu And your identity has changed Irakati echukula chochichuki dedala And the reason you no longer drink Is because you are not that same person That was bound by the alcoholism Ida ensonga luachi nitu tochi anyo Kumanga tochi alimuntu yomu Oli e yafugi wange tamiro That sin nature that drove you to it Is gone and you are free Eche chukula eche chibi chichage ndada ilakati wafuri wa wadembe. And see, you got an identity crisis. Wanaba antikati yuchiba chikusumbu wa eche chukula eche chori. If you don't understand what I'm talking about, if you still identify and say, well, I'm an old sinner, safe by grace. Buwabanga tote gira chenjo gira kongira guochira banga omono nyomukade wabula eyaloko liburuwechisa. I've got a nature in me that's just of the devil. Gira guogamanti mna irancha ine chukule changi mundanga chasitani. Well, then you will eventually give in to it because after all, you believe that that's who you are. Kankubuli reiraka sera vusero jakumaro kilize sitani akukole biayagara kubanga okilizante chuchuli. But if you could understand that no, you got born again and you are a completely brand new person. That old you is gone, the new has come. And if you truly saw yourself that way, you wouldn't live in that sin anymore because that's not you. This is what is talking about. Why don't we live in sin? Because you are dead to sin. Singular, the sin nature. The sin nature is gone. You are no longer compelled to live in sin. The next verse says, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus were baptized into his death. This isn't talking about water baptism. Water baptism is a symbol of an inner change. First Corinthians chapter uh, 12 talks about that we are baptized. The Holy Spirit is the one who baptizes us into the body of Christ. Uh, Hebrews chapter 6 talks about multiple baptisms. There is a baptism into the body of Christ. There is water baptism. There is baptism of the Holy Spirit. Which you speak in tongues. There is a baptism of fire. 
There is a baptism. Uh, Paul said, I have a baptism that I must be baptized with. Or excuse me, that was Jesus talking about a baptism going through suffering. And things like this. The word baptism just means to immerse. That's what the word literally means, to immerse or submerge. So this is saying, don't you understand that when you were baptized into Christ, when you were put by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ, that you were baptized into his death. You participated, you were submerged, engulfed in his death. And it's going to make this point a number of times throughout this chapter. But do you think that Jesus now seated on the right hand of God still has a part that was corrupted that he became sin? For us, 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says in 1 John chapter, uh, or 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, that he uh, took our sins into his own body on the tree. Jesus literally became sin for us. But do you believe that that's the way he is now? No, he's he paid for those sins. But now he is totally resurrected. There is no more sin in him. There is no more failure in him. He became those things for us. And bore it for us, but that's not the way he is now. And it's saying that when you were baptized, put into the body of Christ, you partook in his death. And then it's going to make this point throughout this chapter that in the same way that he's now alive unto God. It's the same with you. You do not have a sin nature. That sin nature was taken out of you. And you are now born again. And you are a completely brand new person in Christ. So in verse 3, Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so 
we also should walk in newness of life. Ditwazi kibwa wamuna ye nga kristu boyazuki zibwa mubafu orechitiwa chachitawe bwetu tunafe tutambulirenga mubulamu obujja. Notice the tenses here. Ninja gala owete gireze bigambo byakozesa wano. It's a done deal that you are baptized into his death. You do not have that sinful nature. You are dead to sin, but you should walk in newness of life. The baptism and separation from the sin nature is an accomplished thing whether you understand it or believe it or not. When you got born again, you became separated from this old sinful nature. That drove you to sin. But whether or not you walk in newness of life, then manifest it through your talk and through your walk is dependent on whether you know some things. In other words, the baptism with Christ and the, and the separation from your old man is automatic. But whether you reap the benefits of that is completely dependent on whether or not you know these truths. And the, and the sad fact is most Christians don't know that they are dead to sin. They still feel that they're alive to sin. They still identify with sin. They've got an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They think that they're an old sinner, and so they wind up living like an old sinner. Because after all, they think that's who they are. Man, that's not true. It goes on to say in the next verse, Therefore, we are, or excuse me, I just read that, but that's great. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, which is true of all people who've been born again, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection knowing this it makes the resurrection power manifest in your body Dependent on what you know. 
you are already, if you are born again, you are separated from that sinful nature. You are dead to sin. That sin nature, it is an accomplished thing. But whether or not you live a life that's consistent with that, is depending on you knowing this. Man, this is so powerful, what I'm saying right here. So here's what you have to know. That our old man is crucified with him. It is not in the process of being crucified. It said right up here that you are dead with him. It didn't say you are dying. And it didn't say you are being crucified. No, you are dead. And you are crucified with him. You know, when you take a person to the morgue, they aren't dying. They're dead. You take them to a hospital if they're dying. You take them to the morgue when they're dead. This is saying that you have already died. It is a done deal, but whether you see the benefit of that, in your life is dependent on whether you know something. There's two things here. It says you have to know that our old man is crucified. It's already done. You have to know that that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin. What is this talking about? You're crucified, but now the body of sin has to be destroyed. So this says that you have to know this, that your old man is crucified. And again, this is not talking about something that is still a possession. It's your old sinful nature. It is gone. It is dead. It doesn't exist. It's you're separated from it. But you have to destroy the body that it left behind. What did your old man leave behind? It left behind an unrenewed mind. Did you know that you were taught by your sinful nature to be selfish? to lust, 
to hate okubango chawa to operate in unforgiveness okubango kolera mutasonywa to operate in doubt and okubango busabusa fear and on and on you could go okutiana ebintu ebirale bilinge ebiyo all of those things came because it was your nature and your nature taught you how to function like a lost man ebyo nabyo nabyaba okubanga kyali chikulacho atere chikulacho che cha kutambuzango omuntu yabula because you were a lost person kubange era mutufu wali muntu yabula But when you get born again, your nature is now completely changed. But you've got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Tukirizanti owele duwa nyo mkisa okuita mkisomese wakuno. Wabango ya gara tusabeko na awe, oboli na echibu uzocho na, oboli nobu julizi kwecho katonda chakozo kuita kuprogramu eno. Tukubile koo kunamba za simu zino wa manga. 0-0-0-3-3-0-0-0-0. Ngambie, eri 0-0-0-3-3-0-0-0-0. Oba, 0 musamvu musamvu munana, atano mutano, nkaga mutano, nsamvu. Ngambie, 0 musamvu musamvu munana, atano mutano, nkaga mutano, nsamvu. Kuloku wakala kwa katondo kutaliko kumojoli, tuogiru mkisa kwa katonda, Tuogere nkula akulana ila tuogere ukunye zewa mulinyari ya mkama afe yesu Oweredwa nyo omkisa 